The following content is sponsored in partnership with Haymarket Media US. Live from Orlando, welcome everyone to the Spoonful of Sugar podcast, which is brought to you in partnership with Farmerica. Today's episode is an open letter to administrators, or as some people here might want to call it, and another thing. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm John O'Connor from McKnight's, and I'm here with my partner, TJ Griffin. Hello. TJ is the Senior President of Long-Term Care Operations and the Chief Pharmacy Officer for Farmerica. We're here live at Nadana's 36th Annual National Conference here in uh, sunny Orlando. Our special guests today hardly need an introduction. First, please say hello to your president, Robin Arnaker. Hello. And perhaps some of you are familiar with Sherry Dornberger, the longtime executive director and past president of Nadana. Yay! <laughs> I'll be the cheering crowd. There you go. The crowd goes crazy. And the crowd goes wild. In a moment, we're going to discuss the complicated and sometimes challenging relationship that nurses have with administrators and maybe come up with some ideas for making things better. But first, I have to say, TJ, are you enjoying sunny Florida? Hey, it's, it's, it's old home week for me. I lived here in Orlando for 25 years, so I'm getting used to the, the humidity again. But uh, just love, love uh, Orlando. I met my wife here, so this is really my, really my home away from home. There you go. But, lots of good memories, huh? Yeah, lots of great memories. But Robin and Sherry, this meeting is such a great place to attract the top nursing talent in the country for a lively annual meeting. Is, do you always look forward to this meeting every year? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do. And you are right. It does attract the top nursing leaders in our profession. And, and that's a beautiful thing, but it's also kind of a sad thing because for the every 300 you see here, there are probably another 10,000 out there right. that, that aren't here. And there's some top talent out there that just needs to be, you know, supported, mentored, and, and, and connected and a part of this as well. So um, that's kind of where we're going to lead our conversation, I think. Yeah, we'll get those 10,000 to listen in and hopefully that's we right. got some tips. tips that's for right. Them. Let's cross our fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well, we have a lot of ground to cover, and I think we're in for some lively conversation. Uh, TJ, are you ready to kick things off? Let's do this. So, DONs and administrators work towards the same goal, the best possible care for our residents. But it oftentimes seems there can be a disconnect, especially when it comes to ensuring nurses receive the tools and support that they need. So in the next few minutes, we want to address what nurses want administrators to know, and more specifically, how do DONs connect better with administrators improve the relationship and get the tools and support that they need to uh, become the leaders and strategic partners with uh, the facilities that they service. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Great. Well, clearly, uh, TJ, we have a long way to go. But as the saying goes, a journey of 10,000 miles starts with a single step. So let's see if we can take a few steps in the right direction this morning. Robin and Sherry, let's start with the obvious. If the goal is the same, why the disconnect? Or to put it more directly, what gets in the way? I, th I think the big thing that gets in the way is administrators and director of nursing, they're such difficult jobs to do. And they get so wrapped up in the response to what's happening in the buildings that they don't take a proactive approach. 
I think back to when I first became a director of nursing back in, I was about 27 years old, you know, so two years ago. Um, <laughs> um, so when I think back on it and all good intentions, the administrator, the ownership, they wanted me to learn and grow, but they didn't know how to help me. They didn't because um, it, maybe there are administrators that have been director of nursing, but, but most of them have not been, and they don't always know how to help a director of nursing be the best director of nursing. And I remember working, there was this board that had 50 pushpins of the 50 nursing homes within 10 miles of me, and I didn't know not one other director of nursing. There were all these people out there that could help me and support me and help me grow and learn. And luckily, I didn't have an administrator that said, no, you can't go out, you can't reach out, you can't do those things. And not that our administrators directly say that, but I think they need to take that proactive approach to say to their directors of nursing, either the existing ones or the ones that they're looking to prepare in the future and say, you have got to reach out to your support group, to your peers, to your mentors, to learn, to grow, to educate yourself, to get the skill set that you need to be effective. Unfortunately, sometimes they hire who they think is a great clinical nurse. And they put her in her office and they lend no support mentoring. I always say, if you buy a beautiful rose bush and you want it to bloom, it needs sunshine, water, fertilizing, you know, the whole bit, you can't ignore it. And what happens is they put them there, they assume that they're gonna learn everything along the way but it's like drinking out of a fire hose to them. It's too much, too fast. And then what happens is the administrator comes back six months later and he has a dead rose bush and he doesn't know why. But everybody needs nurturing, especially the new DON. And unfortunately, I think that's why they fail. So what are the top needs that DONs could have administrators help them make happen? What are the, some of the... The ways an administrator can help nurture that rose bush and make them successful. Well, you know, it's funny. We were having this conversation last night, and one of the things I'd said was, if you go into a car manufacturing plant and you pick the best assembly line worker there, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And not that our, our staff nurses are assembly line workers, but just, you know, kind of a comparison. You pick the best assembly line worker there. No one's going to go in, pick the best assembly line worker, and say, now you're going to lead the company. Right. and expect them to be successful, right? And if, if you see a, a wonderful clinician, they will continue to be a wonderful clinician. They're gonna, not going to lose that skill set. But we've got to layer on to the next skill set. You know, there's so many, uh, you know, there's HR management, there's regulatory acumen, there's soft skills, you know, people skills, HR skills, leadership skills, budget, census. I mean, I can go on and on and on and on. We won't. But, and if they think that they just automatically come and all of a sudden the light bulb goes on and they know all this. I remember the the very first day I was the DON, the day before I was a nurse. Right. Still was a nurse, but the next day I was DON. Everybody's running to me with all these problems and questions and everything else. And I looked at them, I'm like, look, I don't know what makes you think I know more today than I did yesterday, mm-hmm. but it, it, there's not a switch that goes on, right? That's right. And and if, if we think that's going to happen with our nurse leaders, we're wrong. Administrators don't do it on purpose. I've worked with wonderful administrators. I think they just don't know necessarily how to help them yes (laughs) right right but you know 
administrators need to realize that the DON does need education time. They do need support to take certifications and to help themselves grow. They just can't stay stagnant in the same position. Yeah, I've, I've seen the same thing with pharmacy. You get promoted in retail to be a district manager. You were just a behind-the-counter pharmacist, and you, you then try to run 23 pharmacies instead of one of the best business rules I've learned over the years was know your role. Mm-hmm. And so you can't, you can't do everything for everybody. You no. have to teach them how to do it, and you have to learn along the way, too. And there has to be an intentional development plan. That's right. It's mm-hmm. got to be intentional. It can't be you'll learn it as you go. You, I, I mean, I did, but that was back in mm, 1990-whatever it was. I don't even remember, honestly. But today's environment's a, a little different, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'll say that little yeah. tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> Just slightly, yeah. Yeah. So... Um, how can administrators uh, create an operational environment where the DONs go beyond the basic requirements that you just addressed? And more to the point, how can administrators help build successful DONs, teammates who are truly strategic partners? Well, the first thing I think they need to do is not expect them to wear five hats. You know, they can't be the DON, they can't be the MDS nurse, the hiring, the firing, the scheduling, and then push a cart seven days a week to give meds and expect them to still do their jobs and keep up on Quapi and everything else they're supposed to do. So I think that's one thing. And the other thing that I know some administrators get involved with is making clinical decisions. If they're not a nurse, they should not be making clinical decisions. And unfortunately, we hear that complaint all the time where a DON will not admit somebody to the facility because, say, someone has a trait. But the administrator accepts them, but they don't understand all of the extra nursing care that trait requires. That's right. And in order to have a trait, you need RN coverage 24-7. So then you need that DON in there all the time because you don't have RNs at night some nights and I think that would help also realizing what their role is and letting that that person with clinical expertise handle those decisions. What's the most important role besides a DON in a facility that if there's a missing member of leadership other than the administrator and the DON that that the administrator really needs to address that particular role first in order to properly support the DON? That's a very good question. I think that way, um, it, it de- depends. You, you, each community, each facility makeup's a little bit different because there are blended roles in some places. But I, I think the staff educator is such a critical partner um, because to Sherry's point, um, and, and again, I, I don't I don't like to practice just based on survey requirements, but let's, you know, the elephant in the room is we have to meet certain requirements. And one of the things that we have to do strategically, um, and our administrators are responsible for it, but if you're not pulling your director of nursing in, it, it's, it's a huge mistake and gap in, in what you're doing. But you have to do a facility assessment. You have to look at the residents that, and population that you serve, and you have to make sure that your staff in your building is prepared to take care of that population that you serve. So if you uh, you know, take care of a lot of people with traits or, or wounds or you know, uh, behavioral disturbances or what have you, memory care, um, then you have to make sure that there is adequate training. And you know, staff development... Um, 
nurse educators, you know, staff educators, adult learning is different. So if you have a program where you're just having somebody go around and have people read and sign things, that's not really developing the staff, right? right? So that staff development is critical and not just staff development from the clinical bedside staff, but all the ancillary staff, right? Because they have a really important role to play because we are a family and a team dynamic in long-term care, but also to really look at how do we look down the, the bench for the next nurse leader, right? right? And not just go, oh, we lost our director of nursing. You're a great RN. Here's the magic wand. Ding. You now know everything you need to know to be successful because we know that just doesn't happen, right? Succession planning is so important. I mean, because of all the changes in work, yeah. workforce in the in the industry and you always have to look for the next the next person and it's sometimes it's not the most obvious choice no so it's it's interesting we already knew that we were heading you know with boomers retiring yeah. that we were going to lose a, a good portion of our workforce and along with it a good portion of our seasoned tenured nurse leaders so we knew that was coming covid accelerated that loss yep and so a lot of the nurse leaders that were close enough to retirement going, oh, I'll hang in for a little while longer, they just kind of tapped out and said, you know, I can't, I'm done. And so with that kind of mass exodus and not having a backup plan, a strategic plan, a succession plan right. in place, everybody was just standing going, who do we have? Because we have to have somebody that's required, right? right. There's got to be an administrator. There's got to be a director of nursing. I don't care if you got one resident in that building, you will have those two staff members. So those are required to have. And they started tapping people on the shoulder that were not prepared. And the problem with that is maybe these people had all great intentions, right? But they were not supported properly. They were not educated properly. They were not developed properly. They drowned and quickly moved away right. from not just the nursing leadership, but from long-term care. They're like, I'm out, I'm not doing this anymore. And so this is just, this is a problem that we've been talking about for a very long time. Everybody knows it. It's the elephant in the room. Nobody's doing anything about it. Everybody's worried about it. But again, until we, we say, dear administrator, right? I, as a director of nursing, the first partner I need is my work partner and that's my administrator and and you know i always say that the administrator don is like a de facto marriage yeah. in the building right and one of my favorite quotes is the goal of marriage is not to think alike but to think together right and if we don't get our administrator and director of nursing on the same page the rest of the family in that building is never going to be on the same page. And we see this silver tsunami coming. All the statistics are telling us we're going to need more time. And um, we're going to need more people. And, and we're not, we are at a critical point right now. Right now. Yep. It's not just the train coming at us. We've turned over 100% in some places. Over. Yeah. yeah. DON turnover and administrator turnover too. I, I, I don't want to point at the administrators as the problem sure. because they're, they're kind of rowing quickly too, you know, try, trying to stay above this. But I think they just don't know where to begin. So starting two years ago, 10,000 people a day are turning 65. Yeah. That started two years ago. This year, 10,000 people are turning 80 a day. So we've got 
that silver tsunami is huge. And yes. uh, that's why our industry is so important and what you mm-hmm. do is so important in creating the next generation of leaders because for the next 25 years, the patient population is going to be us. Gonna be, for sure, yes. No, it's going to be me too. Right, right. But skilled nursing facilities, senior living facilities, uh, chronic care at home, all of that is going to just grow. Definitely. And so... You know, it's up to the leaders like you. You've done such a great job being leaders over the years. Hopefully, we're prepared for what's coming. We're not. Yeah. (laughs) Hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy. Just just for the record. Right. You know, I can hope all day long. I hope I win the lottery. I doubt it's going to happen. Very very true. And, you know, we've been talking about how the DONs are being stretched to do so many different things. Is it maybe possible that the role of DONs at many facilities is is too vague? And if so... um, how do we move toward better clarity and unity of purpose for the role? I think they all, it's vague, but also DONs need to start considering going in with a contract. You know, I can't do eight days a week. You know, I will only work 40. If I work over 40, you need to pay me overtime because they're salary. So, you know, they're working 90 hours a week. And, you know, I think making a more descriptive job description, I think with leadership classes that we have and leadership teaches contracting, I think that would help the newcomers, the new DONs that, you know, haven't took the job because they thought it sounded good. Mm-hmm. And now they're drinking out of the fire hose, as Robin says. Yep. And we need to be there with them. We definitely have some contracts and some job descriptions for DONs that are a little more bullet pointed. So it gives opportunity for facilities to tweak it if they want. But I think we need to start there. Well, I think empowering the individual nurse leader to, to advocate for themselves is, is critical. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. But I think even even bigger than that, I think as a profession, as an industry, as much as I hate the word industry, but as a long-term care profession, I think we all need to come together and agree on some core competencies mm-hmm. yeah. that we need our nurse leaders to have. And not just say, hey, we need our nurse leaders to be an RN, which we do, right? But to say, hey, they need these core competencies and to recognize that that is kind of the recipe for success. Mm-hmm. And if you have a recipe, then you got to go out and buy the ingredients, right? right. So, so to be able to then say, all right, if we're going to develop a great nurse leader, we agree. So administrators, directors of nursing, our, 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 our pharmacy partners, our, our regulators, our ombudsmen, QIOs, you, all these stakeholders come together and say, this is what we need our nurse leaders to be. Because until we can define what we need, we can't make it. And I don't think, there's lots of little things out there, a lot of different organizations have done things, but we've never really come together collectively to go, this is what the expectation is. And the other thing is, we're never gonna have a great succession plan. When I was a staff nurse and a nurse manager, I saw my director of nursing as something I wanted to be. Yeah. I was in awe of my director of nursing. I wanted to be her. I wanted to know what she knew. It was something I aspired to be. Now, 
because our DONs are running around putting their hair out because it's on fire. They're working the ridiculous hours they're working. And they're working with, they can't keep staffing. You know, it's not just a DON turner, they can't keep staffing, but you know, it's a vicious cycle. You know, you can't keep staffing because you can't keep leadership, you can't keep leadership because you don't have staffing, right? But until that new nurse, that new manager, that RN that that has the ability and desire to become a leader until they can look at the position and go, that's something I want to be. They're never going to do it. I was talking to one of uh, one of the state presidents, and she said her company she works for has a DON in training program, and no one wants to do it. No so one wants to do it. Nobody's raised their hand to learn. If you could go back in time and tell that young nurse that you saw in the mirror what you know now, what would you tell her is the most important thing she needs to know to be be that successful DON? Now that you know what it takes to be a successful DON, what's the one thing you'd tell her to focus on early in her career to be as successful as she can? Because both of you have been amazing leaders, and I'm just curious the advice that you would give your younger self that you know now that you didn't know then. Dear younger me, okay. So I think one of the things is... Um, the first thing you have to do is is become competent, right? And then I never lacked confidence, but when you get in certain rooms with certain people, sometimes you know that courage goes away a little bit. Yep. And and have a voice. Don't be afraid to ask for what you need. Don't be afraid to say, "I need." Dear administrator, I need you to be my partner. I need you to let me do my job. I need you to let me connect with the people that can help me learn how to do my job. And otherwise, I can't be the partner. I won't be the partner, right? It's like, you know, can you imagine telling your wife, you've got to do all this, but you get no help or support. And, 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 I'm not, and again, my, my job is not to bash administrators. I, I, I love administrators. I work with a lot of wonderful, wonderful people. But there are so many of them out there. They're just so busy running that they don't stop and look of what's happening. Or they know it and they don't know what to do about it. Let us help you. And they need to ask. DONs need to ask. We hear, why don't you send your DON to conference? Why can't your DON be a member of Nadana? Well, they've never asked me. So they need to get a little courage. We're going to Kansas City next year so they can get courage there and ask for the things they need. And I would also tell a DON, you know, your office is there for convenience, not for you to hide in. You need to get out on the floor and see what's happening out there. You can't make a difference if you don't know what's going on. You can't be a great leader as an ostrich, putting your head in the ground, because someone is going to kick you in the butt. So be like a giraffe and look around. Love it. That is uh, some great advice. I think it's safe to say that uh, the nurses have spoken. Administrators, are you listening? I want to give a big thank you to Robin and Sherry for being our guests today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank Thank you you for having us. You left us with great advice, which is stand up for yourself and communicate. The only person who's going to advocate for you in the end is you. Right. So that that was was awesome advice. And I think the pandemic taught taught us, too, that 
sometimes doing your best isn't good enough. You have to do what's required. Well, it's like, you know, the, the, the wives or women or, you know, girlfriends in relationships. And they're like, well, if he doesn't know, I'm not going to tell him. I'm like, oh, come on now. You have to, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. I'm like, no. Recently, um, me and my husband, uh, we got married last year and, like, first Valentine's together. And I'm like, look, seriously, I'm, I'm not the Hallmark holiday kind of gal. I don't need Valentine's this or, and, and he's like, oh, sure. I'm like, it's not a trap. It right. is not a trap. <laughs> this is not a, I can't believe you didn't. I said, this is not a trap. And he's like, Like, I'm going to tell you exactly what I yeah, think all I've been, the time, I've been right? married 28 years. In the first year, I gave my wife red roses, not knowing she had had a bad experience with red roses. So I don't. she doesn't want red roses. Yellow roses, yeah. pink roses, there purple roses, orange roses, but not red ones. See, in me, I'm like, that's a waste of $125. Right. I hear you. <laughs> Communication awesome. is key, right? It Plant is. me a rose bush. Right. Yeah, right. We started with roses. We we'll did. end with roses. We're going to end with roses. Perfect ending. Absolutely. Well, that does it for another broadcast and uh, I hope you can join us next time. TJ, I guess for now we're just going to have to suffer through uh, Orlando and it's just too bad there's nothing fun to do here. I'm already looking forward to next year in Kansas City because that's the best barbecue on the planet. No argument here. June 23rd to the 26th at the Sheraton. Awesome. City, Missouri. Beautiful. Fantastic. So uh, before we sign off, uh, we want to give special thanks to Farmerica, whose generous support made this presentation possible. To learn more about ways Farmerica can deliver world-class pharmacy services to your organization, we invite you to visit them online at farmerica.com. Finally, a programming note. Uh, while the podcast recording is just about over, we are going to stick around for a few minutes and continue the conversation for a bit. So along with TJ Griffin, this is John O'Connor wishing you good health and happiness. See you next time.